It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome to hour number two, VSEN tonight from the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas, Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumanns, and special guest, Jim Root, all the way from Chicago, part of the three-man weave handicapping group, the field of 68. Jim in third place right now in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. You're 21-13-1 against the spread, and you just got your first best bet winner in week seven. No sweat, one point over the total. That's all you need. And you got it. You cashed it. So, uh Jim, uh, welcome in here. So you're just taking in conference tournament week here at Circa because yeah. you love the sports book. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm addicted. Um, and it's nice. You know, you, you get in third place after seven weeks. You guys pay for my flights out here. It's great. West I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much appreciated. I, you know, I was willing you, to you'll, come. You'll invite me to the cabana, right, when you win this thing. Yeah, we just got to somehow sabotage Will Hill's picks. That's that's the goal <laughs> at this stage. Cause... Will Hill's red hot. He's yes. at the Big East tournament. Uh, I think, oh. I don't know if he's there today. I know he's going tomorrow. Will Hill, the leader, if you want to throw up the uh, contest standings, take a look at him. Will Hill, 23-11-1, and 4-2-1 on the best bets. Wes Reynolds off of 5-0 and week. Will Hill, 5-0. and Tim Murray, 5-0. and And I think Aaron Moore, right? 5-0. and So uh, the standings look pretty good here after a 37-13 and cumulative week for the field and the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. And really with two weeks to go, if you followed the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, a lot can change in the final two weeks over 10 picks. So really, eight guys still have a shot to win this thing in the final two weeks, which is going to be next Thursday, 
five plays, and next Friday, five plays from the NCAA tournament. And that's going to wrap up uh, the contest. Will Hill, Tim Murray, Jim Root at the top of the leaderboard. All right, Jim, let's talk about a play you've got tonight in the Big Sky Conference. Tips off in about an hour and a half. Northern Arizona, Montana State. We have a uh, viewer of the show who's got a best bet on this game tonight, uh, but he's on the side. You're playing the total, and the total open 138 is now 135 and a half here at circa 135 DraftKings. You played this under, right? Yep, sure did. Uh, I watched too much of that Montana State double overtime game against Weber State last night to not bet the under. It was a total rock fight. Both teams looked exhausted at the end of it. And between Montana State and Northern Arizona, you've got two teams that certainly prefer half court. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, bottom 100 in, in possession length offensively. They really like to slow it down. Now you've got a very high-stakes game. Montana State coming off that 2 OT. They played a lot of guys a lot of minutes. Feels like a grinder. My, my only concern is Northern Arizona's interior defense is really bad. They just don't have a ton of size. Uh, and Montana State could pound them in there. But I, I think given the tempo and some of the legs being gone for the perimeter guys on Montana State, I like that under 135.5. Not a lot of movement on this game, by the way. It's pretty much been 7.5 movement on the total, uh, by the way, down to like 135. So yeah. moved down a couple points. But still 7.5. Uh, Montana State did sweep uh, NAU during the season. Beat them by, I believe, uh, 15 down in NAU. And then only one by one at home. You know what they say, Wes. It's tough to beat a team three times. They do it's, say no, that. I'm just kidding. All right, joking. We've they, talked about that a lot. It's not tough to beat a bad team three times in a season. Anyway, Kyle Stewart, viewer from Illinois, says uh, he's been on Northern Arizona every round of this tournament. Loves them tonight. Best play plus seven and a half and money line plus two eighty. He said Montana State brutal offensively in that double overtime game. Last night, take the points with the Lumberjacks. I'm with it. Keep riding them. Yeah. Um, especially kind of, you know, if I like the under, less possessions, harder for the favorite to cover. I think that's conducive to the dog as well. And I'm sure NAU was just sitting back hoping for four overtimes last night. Mm -hmm. uh, but their shot making has been fantastic in the tournament. Best players, a, a transfer from Virginia Tech, former top 100 recruit. They've got the talent. They just couldn't finish games in the regular season. Now they're starting to do it. Uh, hanging around, it makes sense there. Seven and a half feels a little high. You know, you wonder about Montana State, too. This is their third straight year making the Big Sky Championship. Lost to Eastern Washington back in 2021. They roll Northern Colorado. I think it was Northern Colorado in the final. So now, do they kind of think, okay, we got over the hump. You know, mm -hmm. Eastern Washington's knocked out. We beat Weber State, who's long been one of the real mainstays in the Big Sky. And now you got NAU at the nine seed, you know, you wonder if a team kind of gets a little set, you know, where it's like, okay, we got this. We'll beat these guys. And then all of a sudden, NAU comes out and punches them in the mouth, and we got a ball game at the end. I think that happened to Montana last night. Where they looked across and saw Northern Arizona, yeah, the oh, nine absolutely. seed. They're like, this team won five league games this year. We're fine against them, and not the way they're playing right now. All right, that's the big sky. Let's take a look at the Pac-12. Halftime at T-Mobile Arena, Stanford up on Utah, 34-27. to and uh, Stanford closed a one-point favorite. Tonight, Oregon State, Arizona State. Jim, any uh, opinion here? Sun Devils, 10-point favorites, total of uh, 131 at DraftKings. Yeah, should be fairly low scoring, obviously indicated by that total. And Oregon State, well-known for playing a lot of tricky defenses. Wayne Tinkle mixes it up. Has been good in this event before. I mean, two years ago when they made that run to the Elite Eight, was off the, the heels of a big run in the Pac-12 tournament as well. Arizona State 
there's the the debate are they going to be desperate because they're on the bubble or are they going to be tight because they're on the bubble and a loss would certainly sink them here a bad loss to Oregon State so I think my gut leans towards Oregon State I don't have any sort of numerical edge here but getting double digit points I like those dogs because they know their season ends if they don't Mm -hmm. at least stay close so uh, given the way Tinkle's had success in this event, I, I would lean towards the Beavers. Cinderella yeah. run for the Beavers in this tournament two years ago. Well, and this is a pressure spot, too, for ASU, because I think at uh-huh. pretty much every bracketologist has them somewhere on the bubble. I don't know if anybody has them in or last four in or first four out or whatever it is, but ASU had an opportunity at USC on Saturday night to, I think, really help themselves out. I tend to think that they need two wins that they not only need to beat Oregon State, but they need to go on to the next round and get a win to feel at least a little bit safe. But, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I mean, ASU has a lot of good wins, but this is always a real high-variance team, I think. Uh, I would not be laying the points with the Sun Devils. No. Risky business. All right, in the Big Ten, Minnesota leads Nebraska 37-33 at the half. Wes Reynolds, you're on the Gophers. You took six, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, Look, I I thought that this was a pressure spot for Nebraska because now all of a sudden they have expectations. Because Nebraska, if you look in that entire Big Ten, I'm not saying they're ranked as such, but they played, I think, like a top five team almost in the month of February. Top five in the Big Ten, I should say. Because if you look, they were like, I think, seven and two in their last nine games, or they were six and two in their last eight, I should say. But going to beat Iowa, beating Maryland, beating uh, Rutgers at Rutgers. I know Rutgers has the injury to the big guy, beat Penn State, beat Wisconsin. So all of a sudden, Nebraska playing some pretty solid ball, and then it's kind of like they're in an unfamiliar role. And that's something I always look at from a point spread perspective. If a team that's not really a favorite very often all of a sudden becomes a favorite, I know they covered against the Gophers uh, in Lincoln uh, a couple weeks ago, but different environment here on the road. Minnesota, obviously, a rebuild there for Ben Johnson. So – Nothing to lose. Yep. Uh, Jim I like Root. That, I like that way of thinking. How about the Ohio State-Wisconsin game today? Badgers just uh, awful out of the gates. They uh, fell behind by how, how many, West 27? Yeah. Yeah. When it was 47 to 20, I was ready to bury them. Like, all right, they're out. They can't get them in the tournament. And at least they gave the committee some sort of positive <laughs> eye test at the end. But I think that's probably going to be the death okay. knell for them. Wes and I don't think the Badgers are in the tournament. I don't want to watch them in the tournament, so I'm uh, okay with that. 65-57, yeah. they go down as uh, two, one-and-a-half, two-point dogs to the Buckeyes who have rallied a little bit here late in the season. Jim, how about a couple of teams that, as they say, punched their ticket today? Tell me if you think either of these teams or both are going to be dangerous in the dance. How about Texas A&M, Corpus Christi uh, wins the Southland Conference Three-point favorites. The Islanders beat Northwestern State. Big comeback, 75-71. And then in Patriot League, Colgate, a 14-point favorite, covers against Lafayette, 79-61. to So we got the Raiders and the Islanders in the field. Do you uh, think those teams could be dangerous next week? I don't think the Islanders can. They're really undersized, right. and they their their whole thing is dominating the paint, and they've done that really well in that league. But you step up in athleticism, that's a problem. And – it looks you like they're going to be a 16 seed, right? Yeah, yeah. You add to it, their best guard went down with a serious knee injury today. Uh, impressively rallied past that uh, and still got the win, but I think that's going to catch up to them against a higher talented team. Uh, Colgate, on the other hand, sure, they're not the most athletic team, but they are incredible shooting the ball. Their ball movement's beautiful. Uh, Matt Langles had them in the tournament over and over again, so all these guys have actual big game experience. Uh, they were up on Arkansas like 
at the half a couple of years ago. Maybe they get worn down by athleticism right. uh, if they're 14 or 15 C, but I think they can give someone a scare with their shooting. For I sure. do too. Wes, you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Colgate's a proven commodity. And, you know, we talk about when we bet these conference tournaments, if you're doing any future type of stuff, certain leagues are like, you know, chaos leagues, like the Horizon League ends up being where the favorite doesn't win. Patriot League is not one of those leagues. Patriot League has been the number one seed, you know, for years it was Bucknell. Now it's Colgate. Uh, I wonder when Matt Langle, though, he has stayed loyal at Colgate. I got to think he's getting some, you know, some interest for some bigger jobs. Yeah, he and the Vermont coach, John Brandon, or John uh, Brennan. Yeah. Like, how are those guys still there? They've been mm-hmm. so dominant. All right, update on a couple games in progress. If they were, these were football games, it would be a lot more interest. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Cowboys lead the Sooners 22-14, five minutes ago in the first half. Sooners off to a slow start. And uh, this was the SEC championship game in football. In basketball, it's the 11-14 game. Georgia, LSU, and the Tigers up on the Bulldogs 40-28 to as we get close to halftime. All right, Jim Root, Wes Reynolds here in studio. We're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to look ahead to tomorrow. We have uh, numbers up on a bunch of Thursday games in the tournament. Jim Root's going to stick around uh, to tell you if he likes anything on the board tomorrow. And DraftKings has got numbers up on a bunch of games right now. If you check out the odds screen or go to DraftKings Sportsbook, you're going to see a lot of numbers up right now for the Thursday games. We'll try to cover as many of those as we can in the uh, next 10 minutes after this quick break. Come back here in a few minutes. It's VSIN tonight on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all Massachusetts sports bettors soon enough. DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, will be live in Massachusetts. Bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. Don't bet with an out-of-town sportsbook. Bet local with DraftKings, the only book born and raised in Mass. Plus, all new customers who sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook today using code VSIN will receive up to $200 in bonus bets used once mobile sports betting hits Massachusetts. You'll be able to bet money line spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings. If you or a loved one has experienced problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21 or older. Physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory license requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issued as free bets. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. Back here on the VSIN Tonight Show. See, man, I told you, you had to pause before you get to that website address that I uh, so uh, easily butchered last night. HelplineMA.org? Yes. What did you call it last night? Help Lenima? Help Lenima. <laughs> I did. Like Helpline Ma or something. Yes, I, I, everything, everything else was read with relative a plumb, except for that website. All right, let's get the Big Ten. Uh, that's uh, Wes and I. That's our specialty. And Jim Roots in from Chicago. 
Jim, Rutgers, Michigan. I think we have a unanimous opinion here at the desk on the Wolverines. It's also a fade of the Scarlet Knights who just have not been the same since the big man went down. You look over the last six weeks, Rutgers has been a fade. Michigan actually also won at Rutgers 58-45 to on February 23rd. Hunter Dickinson, 27.5 points. Uh, let's see, 12 yeah, twelve and a half rebounds over the last two, and those were both overtime losses at Illinois and Indiana. Open two and a half, up to three. Michigan minus three against Rutgers in the first game in Chicago on Thursday. Yeah, I'll probably be hopping in before it goes higher than three because I think a lot of people are going to be on that same page of fading Rutgers. They just have not been good without Maywat Mag in the lineup. And Michigan has actually trended up despite some of those OT losses, like you said. Those mm-hmm. were really strong efforts uh, just from a handicapping perspective. Obviously, they're not going to help them from a bracketology sense. But going to the going on the road at Illinois and Indiana and sticking in around for overtime, Kobe Bufkin's really emerged as a lead guard for them, starting to get on some pro prospect boards there. And Dickinson's as dominant as ever. Rutgers, has, the offense just isn't there. Yeah, I, I will take the Wolverines in that early tip in Chicago. Yeah, I'm probably going to be on the same side. The The one concern for Michigan is just that you've played so many high-leverage games in a row. Sure. You have played three overtime games, got that win over Wisconsin, a game they should have lost, and then the Illinois game is kind of a coin flip, and then the Indiana game in the finale is actually a game they should have won. Indiana had to really fight for that one. Uh, so you're probably going to lay the cheap money line price on the Wolverines? More more than likely. I think, yeah. I think, I think you know, like I was saying earlier, I think that this is a loser-leaves-town match. I think this is a loser right. is out of the NCAA tournament, and the winner uh, still has a chance. Uh, these two teams kind of in the similar situation Indiana was in last year in Indianapolis where they had to win at least yeah. a game. Indiana beats Michigan in the 8-9 game, then they beat Illinois, and that's really what put them in, and that only got them into Dayton. So we'll see how uh, this season I like season Michigan as out. well. Ohio State, Iowa. Wes, you were on the Buckeyes today. Are you going to roll it over? Are you going to play the Buckeyes again tomorrow? Uh, Iowa minus two. Well, I'm going to wait and see um, you know how far this line goes because I think when you look at it and you see Iowa's only laying two – and I certainly understand that. Uh, by the way, these two teams split the season series. Ohio State dominated the meeting in Columbus. Mm-hmm. That was like the only game they won for about two months, seemingly. Oh, and Buckeyes then, lost 14 out of 15, and that yeah. was the one win right in the middle yeah. was in Columbus against the Hawkeyes. And then they got rolled in Iowa mm-hmm. City back on February 16th, 92-75. to 75. So, you know, I do think Ohio State, and I have said this, I do think that they are playing better. I think that they're better without Zed Key in the lineup. You know, this is a team, too, that they do run a lot of ISO to Sensiball. Sensiball, by the way, didn't score very much tonight. Nine points, but 11 rebounds. But this team has played better. They won the last two at home. They covered against Michigan State. So, you know, maybe the Iowa, by the way, did win the Big Ten tournament last year. So I got to think that they're going to get a little bit of a support. I think if you like Ohio State, Maybe wait on this thing. Maybe you're getting three or three and a half at the close tomorrow. Yeah, I buy that. Uh, given given the way Ohio State ended today, too, I think that might stick in some betters' minds to where they're going right. to want to back Iowa. Yeah, no, that's like, a very oh, good point. Betters saw, oftentimes yeah. bet what they see last. Yep, ten, Two points in basically a 10-minute span against Wisconsin when they were up by 27. Uh, I definitely think that's probably going to influence the market a little bit tomorrow. Okay, how about Penn State, Illinois, the third game in Chicago? The Illini, two and a half point favorites. And uh, Illini are in the field. Penn State, we're not quite sure. 
Well, yeah, you guys, you've been watching the Big Ten. Penn State completely dominated them this year. Both uh-huh. matchups, yep. uh-huh. both both locations. Jalen Pickett, they had no answer, which is odd to me. The way Illinois' roster set up, they've got some bigger wings, guys that I thought could guard Pickett, mm-hmm. maybe stop that back-to-the-basket post-up game he has. But he just put them all in the blender. They were bigger defenders. He took them off the bounce. If you put a guard on him, he takes them down into the lane. You double, he hits shooters. That's the whole Penn State M.O., I will probably keep riding that. I know you, you kind of shrugged off that it's hard to beat a, a team three times. I think it's just when there's a bad matchup, you go with it. And, and there's very clearly a tough matchup right. for Illinois on, on this Penn State squad. And, and Penn State really spreads the floor. I mean, they take more threes than about anybody in college basketball. Pickett really is the only guy mm-hmm. who can score at the rim. And that's where he's just pounding the ball and trying to back you down. He's, uh, you know, 6'4", but he's about, he's listed at 209. He's probably about two and a quarter. He, he can be a load down there, but what they try to do, they spread the shooters. Cameron Winter has two game winners in a row, basically in the last five days. So they've gotten Funk going, too. Andrew Funk was the guy that was kind of in a shooting slump for this team. He was in a funk, and, Wes. And he was in a funk. Actually, in that blown, uh, with that blown lead to Rutgers in the loss, Funk and uh, Lundy combined to shoot one for 18 from three. That's when uh, Penn State blew, what, a 19-point lead? In the second half to Rutgers, yeah, it might be um, comfortably in if they had hung on right? to that one. That was that was a big one for them. Yeah, and the Nittany Lions have a lot of experience winning in Chicago because they just won there last week. They beat the Purple Cats in Evanston. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure which way to go on that game. I think of the three in the Big Ten tomorrow, I probably like Michigan the best uh, right now. Maryland gets the winner of this uh, last game tonight. Minnesota up on Nebraska, 47, ah, 50 to 39. Yeah. I'll run 15, them out, Gophers. 15 Gophers. Have to go. How about that? How about, uh, yeah, this team is, this team's, I mean, they're short on talent, but they've been decimated too by injuries. A lot of guys have missed a lot of time for this team this year. But, you know, I will say something for Minnesota, and I noticed it in the kind of the final couple games of the season, especially against Wisconsin. They probably should have won that game. They did beat Rutgers at home. Of course, that Jamison battle three, but, this team has been competing. Like, they really haven't getting, been getting blown out a ton. Got blown out a couple times at the end of January, but in February, they've been competitive by and large in about all their games. All right, Jim, let's get your thoughts. You like a game in the Big East tournament at the Garden tomorrow, and um, this is not going to be a popular public play because uh, people love UConn and the way the Huskies have played here late in the season, and you always hear betters who want to fade Providence. You like the Friars. You're not going to fade them. You're taking the seven in the Providence-Connecticut game. Yeah, I love the Friars as a dog. I will I will be on fade Providence train when they're a favorite, but Ed Cooley, when he's been at Providence, he's a 59% ATS shot. Like, just always finds a way to get that team motivated, or at least, not always, mo- enough to cover 59% of the spread. Mm-hmm. So we like that. Uh, I like them as a dog. They're coming off a pretty uh, poor performance to close the year, uh, not trending very, uh, very up right now. But I like them in this situation. I don't necessarily think they're going to win outright, but they, they've always just threaded the needle as an underdog, staying close, making it competitive. I think they can do that against UConn again tomorrow. Any thoughts, Jim, on uh, St. John's Marquette with uh, Marquette, a six-and-a-half or seven-point favorite, and DePaul Xavier has opened Musketeers minus 12. I think the one look I like there is the, the over in St. John's Marquette. It's getting bet down probably because it's postseason, mm-hmm. and the, the total they just played to – uh, on Saturday was lower than this. I think it was like 158. That was one of my contest picks. Yep. Actually had a comfortable win in that one, not a, not a one-point squeaker. Uh, but I, I do think that's going to be another track meet. They'll get that was up a 96-94 game, right? Yep, yep. 
Uh, I also want to bring up. So 161.5 the total, by the way. You said you're looking uh, over again. Yep. yep. And tomorrow could be our last chance to fade Tulsa this season. 4-23-1 and one against the spread this season. They've got Wichita State. They're 16-point dogs. That's right. Man, I, it's it seems like a huge number, but it is – it's just kind of become a tradition of, of fading Tulsa. I probably will do it one last time with the Shockers. One quick thing on that St. John's Marquette, and I mentioned it earlier, St. John's first half might be worth a look because they ended up only losing by two. Now, they got down 30-11 to 11 in the game, eventually took the lead of about yeah. six minutes left to go. So team that played the day before, you know, used to play in. They faced elimination today against Butler, even though they won very easily. And Marquette hadn't faced that yet. And Marquette, this is their first game, might be a little rust. So St. John's in the first half, I think, makes a lot of sense. All right, we're out of time. Jim Root, we're going to let you decide during the break if you want to stick around for one more segment or if you want to run back out to the book and drink with your buddies. But you can stay in here if you want to. We'll be back here in a couple minutes. We've got the uh, SEC we got the Big 12 and a lot more to break down here on VSIN tonight. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, thanks to Jim Root, College Hoops handicapper for the three-man weave group. He was in studio. He's third right now in the Circuit College Hoops uh, Challenge. You can find the plays and the standings up at our website, vcin.com. Become a vcin Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness for only $19. vcin Pro subscribers get unlimited, unlimited access to our daily best bets, betting splits, our Big Dance Bracket and Betting Guides. We're going to have in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams. We're going to Cinderella picks, bracket predictions, picks on every tournament game, Brent Musburger, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Wes Reynolds, and others. Sign up today to get the Betting Guides plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament. Only $19. VSIN.com. So subscribe. All right. Jim Root gave us uh, his thoughts on some of these games for a Thursday. We all like Michigan over Rutgers. Hopefully we're all right. How about in the Big 12? This could be a payback game for Baylor. Is it payback or not, Wes? Iowa State, a four or four and a half point uh, underdog to Baylor in the uh, Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. And uh, very surprising how the Cyclones took it to the Bears last weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it certainly was. And I'd be, I, I almost looked at Baylor in terms of maybe winning this Big 12 tournament. My one concern is their defense. Is, is just not as good, not really up to snuff uh, this season. The offense, obviously, they're near the top of the charts pretty much in terms of uh, all the offensive metrics. So, you know, lean ba- – I mean, because they just played them, I would lean Baylor. That might be like a money line or a money line parlay type of piece if you do like a two-teamer. I don't recommend going too much further than that because these are hard to hit. And these are absolutely hard to hit, so that's why you don't want to do more than two legs. It's open four, starting to see some four and a half, so I think people are probably along the same wavelength. Look, I thought Iowa State was kind of really leaking oil uh, into, until until they played Baylor because Caleb Grill, yep. obviously uh, no longer no longer on the team out there in Ames. So, you know, you kind of looked, and Otz's team was really falling apart down the stretch. Uh, they had gotten a, such a hot start 
and then looking at what they did down the stretch until that Baylor game, as I try to open that schedule up, uh, they had lost, I think, six of seven before they went into Waco and won on mm-hmm. Saturday. So I don't know if that was, you know, a sign that they turned it around or maybe it was just some variants kind of went their way. But Iowa State really struggles to score now. Now, now Baylor is permissible defensively, but I think losing grill is a big loss for this team. Well, you thought it was a big loss, and then the Cyclones go out and blow out Baylor Mm -hmm. and uh, look better without Grill. Maybe that was uh, something that was kind of like a uh, monkey on the back in the locker room, and you get him off the team, and all of a sudden these guys look great. I I thought he was the heartbeat of that team in the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Caleb Grill, obviously things went south for him. Uh, I don't know. I don't think this is an automatic bounce-back spot for Baylor. And if you talk to anybody – who goes to the Big 12 tournament, they tell you that Iowa State fans and Kansas fans dominate there in yes. Kansas City. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So they'll, they'll have the crowd edge. Uh, by the way, let's stick to the Big 12. Just some news that came down uh, when we had Jim in here in the last segment. It is official now down in Lubbock. You mentioned Ryan Hyatt, who joined us last night. They parted ways with Mark Adams down there at Texas Tech. So we got two jobs now open in the Big 12. Texas and Texas Tech. Yes. <laughs> Ironic that Chris Beard left to go to Texas. Mm-hmm. Mark Adams got the job. Now they're both out. Mm-hmm. Beard and Adams gone, and uh, two pretty good jobs open in uh, Texas in the Big 12. Uh, Jamie Dixon, under a little bit of fire today. Let's talk about this yeah. game. So TCU center Eddie Lampkin departed the program, and he alleged abuse by Coach Jamie Dixon. I'm not going to get into all the details here, but this cannot be a positive thing for TCU going into the tournament. Right now, the Horned Frogs, two-point favorites against K-State in Kansas. I'm kind of leaning Wildcats here. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I have TCU, a small piece, as a Big 12 future uh, for this, but I wonder how You're the You're a TCU team... guy. You like this team. Now, over the mm-hmm. weekend, I played Oklahoma against TCU, and the Sooners blew them out. I, I just don't think this TCU team's quite right. Well, I, I, I wonder know. if this is the time to sell them, or do you buy on weakness? I mean, it, you know, there's two arguments that you could make there. But, yeah, I wonder what's going on, because Lampkin had been hurt, and he'd been in and out of the lineup, and, you know, they didn't really shut him down. They elected to play him. You know, we're instead of uh, letting him get healthy. This is a team, you know, it's a veteran team. They got three senior starters and, and two juniors at Lampkin, not a starter. So I wonder, though, because this this is a younger player. Lampkin is only a sophomore. He was saying, like, in some of those text messages, you know, can't stand to be around my teammates and whatnot. I wonder if maybe TCU is like, okay, is this addition by subtraction? Uh-huh. And that is one of the things I would look at here. Kansas State, obviously, very much an overachiever, I think, in Jerome Tang's first year out there going 23-8. and yeah, eight. But you, got, you got two guys on the all-Big 12 first team, and Marcus Noel and uh, Keontae Johnson. Yeah, they got the transfers. Yeah. And, and, look, Jerome Tang can get dudes. He was an ace recruiter yeah. down there in Baylor. But I lean TCU. Now, Kansas State beat him by 21 at home, then lost by 14 down in Fort Worth. So... Uh, I, I want to. I think the market may come in on Kansas State because I think it's this like is you and Ryan Hyatt going head to head here. He likes mm-hmm. K State in this tournament, and you like yeah. TCU. Yeah, right? I kind of do too. TCU is the favorite now. That might not be the same overnight, or this might close a little bit lower. I do like TCU here. I think yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? 
this is addition by subtraction, that these guys are going to be like, you know, they're not going to punt on the season. I mean, this is an NCAA tournament team that is capable of beating, uh, you know, just about anybody as, as they showed. I mean, they took, they took apart Kansas and Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely took them apart. Yep. They took apart Texas, or uh, uh, who was that team that they took apart on the road? Uh, ba- Baylor they beat on the road. Uh, they split with Kansas State. They won at Oklahoma. They beat West Virginia. They beat Iowa in the non-conference. They beat Providence in the non-conference. This is some teams, and they also beat Texas at home. They got really good wins, this TCU team, so they are very capable. The devil's advocate would say uh, Kansas State stormed through the state of Texas and sure. uh, and blew out the Longhorns in Austin and the Bears in Waco, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a really competitive game. I kind of look at that as a pick em game. Yeah. And TCU a two-point favorite right now. We'll see where that one closes. Uh, we have a number opening here. DraftKings put a number up. Kansas minus three against West Virginia. I thought it might be a tick higher than that, Wes. I thought three and a half or four, but what do you think? What do you make of uh, this number? And the Mountaineers just played the Jayhawks to a two-point game in Lawrence last week. You know, you might have to wait until the morning because that's usually what you have to do for some of these first halves. But West Virginia got a game now. The one thing about this, too, is that West Virginia had to play at night. Uh, what What is your time on this game while my screen freezes up? Yeah, okay, this is a, a noon, noon Pacific game, so this is not, you know, yeah, playing at the same time. time. So that's time. Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit that's a little bit concerning, the fact that they played a night game, and now you got to play an afternoon, a mid-afternoon game. So a little bit of a time difference there. But uh, West Virginia – you know, first half would certainly be at least the way I would look. Uh, you know, once we get off the air here, I'll make some plays and put them in overnight. But we'll get the best bets in the final hour of the show. I can tell you this is going to be one of mine. Arkansas pick them against Auburn. Yeah. And I've been on Auburn a couple times recently. And uh, I've fared well with the Tigers. Actually, uh, I took the points against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took Auburn against Tennessee over the weekend. Got a nice comeback. The Tigers needed that win. Arkansas and Eric Musselman here, they, I think they have to be steaming a little bit, Wes. They've uh, lost a few in a row going into the SEC uh, tournament. They've got the top-end talent here to make a run. Arkansas was picked first or second in the SEC preseason and is now the 10 seed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, ba- I'm betting on Musselman here. I think the Razorbacks can make a run. I'm taking them in a pick spot against Auburn. They lost by 13 on the plane uh, yep. down there in Auburn, but keep in mind, no Nick Smith. Right. For that game, and Brazil, of course, has been out most of the season, is not coming back. But, uh, yeah, Arkansas, and I bet them for the SEC tournament, uh, very small. You got them 12-1, to one. right? Yes. Yeah, and, so do and, I. And I think, you know, the, 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 it, the potential is there. But when are they finally going to turn it around now? Much has been made, and I have talked about the fact that, you know, Musselman and Nick Smith don't seem on the same page. Right. But I think maybe now you're getting to it. It's like, okay. I know you're leaving. You know you're leaving. Let's make a run. Sure. You know. Uh, you know. Don't. Don't. Don't no hurt. No reason to fight at this don't, point. Don't. In the don't. Season, don't right? hurt yourself and don't. Yeah. You know. Burn or napalm any bridges here. So, yeah, I, I think Arkansas is actually very live. It, even though they've looked a little bit dysfunctional, I don't like this Auburn team. I think that they chuck too many bad shots. They gamble too much for steals and give up easy baskets, and that's dangerous to do against Arkansas. All right, Wes, update. Oklahoma State up on uh, Oklahoma 32-25. Low-scoring game. We're about four minutes into the second half. 
And that one in the Big 12 and in the SEC, LSU leads Georgia 48-40. NC State putting a whipping on Virginia Tech. It is 63-38 with 16 minutes to go. We're going to talk Pac-12 Mountain West when we come back. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, how about Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook? It's the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares contest. Place a qualifying bet and you get a square in the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com and the sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right, we're going to do uh, 10 minutes here on uh, pro wrestling betting. And uh, Wes Reynolds, I'm going to tee you up. I'm just kidding. We're going to save this topic for another day. Okay. We appreciate <laughs> that. Another day we will uh, tackle that topic. All right, let's get to the uh, Pac-12 right now. Man, my Utah side is uh, coming up short, down 10 uh, late in the second half. I'm disappointed here. Craig Smith has done a poor job down the stretch. Utah's had a couple injuries, but the Utes about to drop six in a row if they can't make a big comeback here against a Stanford team that's been trashed for a majority of the season. But the Cardinal lead right now, let's look at tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's games in the Pac-12, T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. UCLA, we talked about the Jalen Clark injury, Wes. How much is that going to impact the Bruins in this tournament? And then going forward in the NCAA tournament next week, I think this is a big setback for the Bruins, and they're not deep. They are nine-point favorites in the first game tomorrow. Colorado-UCLA, what do you think? Now, uh, the Bruins, by the way, uh, did not cover uh, late in the season at Colorado. Did that was get a grinder. The win. That was a low-scoring yeah, grinder. I think 56-52 was yeah. the uh, final score, but – you wonder if this is, you know, if this is fallen hero theory for for UCLA. Now they have won uh, what is it, ten in a row. Uh, they've won seventh longest uh, national winning two streak. in the Pac-12. Yes, yeah, it's very very impressive. Uh, just lo- lost at Arizona and lost at USC. They're only two on the twenty game schedule. So I wonder if this is kind of like okay, they rally a little bit here. Maybe a sluggish start, and perhaps you could look to bet UCLA in game. I don't know if I really want to lay nine necessarily here, uh, considering uh, UCLA had to come back actually from down nine. I think this could be a flat spot off the Arizona. Yeah. Make a run through the Pac 12. You beat Arizona, big game on Saturday night. Get one of your uh, star players injured. He's out for the season. I I would actually be surprised if the Bruins are not flat for this game, Wes. Yeah. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm saying, you know, you could bet live. I think on the, on this game is the fact that UCLA probably could get down Colorado, played a tough game, beat Washington, so they've got a little bit of momentum. I think Colorado, I mean, these kids know what their fate is, so they're taking it game by game, but they know, okay, we got to win this Pac-12 tournament at T-Mobile if we're going to get an NCAA tournament bid. They're not getting it at large. So I think if you're Colorado, you know, you feel like you're playing a little bit with house money, already having a win, so – that's why a lot of times I do like first halves in those spots. 
All right, UCLA, nine-point favorite, total of uh, 132 and a half. Again, when they played in Boulder last week, 60 to 56. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a really slow-paced game, too. First of all, Big Cronin, he was only playing six guys, significant minutes, and that was with Jalen Clark. You can't play up-tempo, Wes, when you've mm-hmm. only got five guys. Somebody's going to have to step up off the bench, but he gets in the tournament next week. He's basically going to be playing five guys and occasionally subbing in a sixth. These guys are going to have to play a lot of minutes, man. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, total, I by mean, the way. Hakez and uh, Tiger Campbell are going to be playing 38 minutes a game the rest yeah. of the way. Total, by the way, 132 and a half, 133. Of course, mm-hmm. this is the early noon game tomorrow. All right, Washington State, you and I both have a long shot play on the Cougars at 20 to 1 to win this conference. They got to get by Oregon on Thursday. Line opens Ducks minus three. Washington State has now won seven straight, Wes. Uh, Bamba. Guy, Powell, a big three for the, the Cougars, and uh, I think they should be live against uh, uh, Oregon here. I'm not going to bet the game because I've got the 20-to-1 yeah. uh, shot on Oregon to win the conference, but I think Washington State plus three would be the play if I did play it. They split the season series, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, both home teams winning. Oregon has won three in a row, but – at Oregon State against Cal and then Stanford at home, that doesn't exactly impress me in terms of those three wins. So, yeah, no no bet. No bet for me. This might be something to wait for an in-game or a second half. I think the number's about right. Arizona and USC also uh, going to be in action in the Pac-12 tournament on Thursday. You know, let's uh, hold the Mountain West for later and talk about the Big 12, or excuse me, Big West right now. Hawaii and Cal State Fullerton. This is another game. In Las Vegas, this tournament in Henderson at the Dollar Loan Center. Uh, Hawaii, a one-point favorite against a Fullerton team that I think has been on the upswing here late in the season. You've got a bet on Hawaii to win this conference tournament at 8-1, to one, right? Yes. What do you think of this matchup with the Fullerton? The Titans, I think you're going to make it tough on Hawaii here in the first round. Yeah, and, 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 well, and, and look, uh, uh, Fullerton, by the way, did win both meetings, and yet Hawaii is the favorite. Maybe well, that's think, the market telling you something. I think, there, I think if you break down the numbers here, Hawaii is like a point and a half better, mm-hmm. even though Fullerton won both meetings. Don't you have a little bit higher power rating on Hawaii, right? I do. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii, by the way, uh, did lose at Fullerton at Titan Gym by mm-hmm. seven in overtime and then lost by one at home to uh, to Fullerton. I think Fullerton, Hawaii actually came back. They've done that a lot this year in the second half. They were down like 37 to 19 in that game and then Hawaii somehow made it a one point game down the stretch. But I, I, I do I do like the uh, the Rainbow Warriors here. I think if you look on the road, they have won several games in a row. People think oh obviously the Hawaii home court advantage, which is really good, but you know, they won at UC San Diego, that's no real great feat, but they won at Riverside, they won at Poly, they won at Long Beach State, they won at Bakersfield, they won at Northridge. They were actually very good on the road this year, Hawaii, and now they have some size. Uh, De Silva has has come back. I know he's been battling some injuries. He missed the Irvine game, missed the Northridge game. Only played 15 minutes in the blowout loss at UC Santa Barbara, but at least got back in the game. So we'll see how healthy it is. The kid Sack has actually been playing very well in relief of him. So the fact that Sack got minutes and the other big man Hepa got minutes when uh, Maka Hepa, yeah, he can and step out and shoot the three too. The fact that they got minutes with De Silva being hurt, though, I think can only be good for a team because at least Evan Gannot 
or can, can, or can trust this, them guys. You know, he doesn't have to worry about it. He's like, okay, I've had to play these guys, so now I can play them uh, if uh, De Silva is not able to go full go. Okay, so you like Hawaii minus one against uh, Fullerton. Since you played the uh, future in that tournament, are you going to bet the game too? Uh, more than likely, no. Okay. UC Davis, UC Riverside, no play here for me. Riverside, a one-point favorite. Also got Bakersfield and Cal Poly in action. And Cal Poly, not expected to be uh, surviving here in the quarters, uh, but the Mustangs are still alive. Yeah, it's uh, Bakersfield and Irvine is the opener, okay. and then Cal Poly and UCSB. Irvine is opening a 10.5-point favorite at DraftKings. Yeah, and, and, and look, I think that's about right, really. Uh, you had these uh, Bakersfield uh, did advance last night. They beat Northridge. Yeah, I believe they beat Northridge uh, last night over at the Dollar mm-hmm. Loan Center. So, you know, I think Irvine probably is going to advance. I think UCSB, even though I didn't bet them on a future, I think that they are the best team in this conference. Uh, UC, or, uh, excuse me, uh, UC Irvine did just beat Bakersfield by eight at the uh, fi- regular season finale, and then also, I believe, beat them on the road by four. So I'm not going against Irvine here. Okay, quick look at the uh, at the WAC, which is also in Vegas. It's going to move to the Orleans Arena. I'm kicking myself for not playing Cal Baptist in the first round. Instead, I played a loser on um, Stephen F. Austin against Utah Tech. So we got Sam Houston, a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Cal Baptist, low total of uh, 124. Grand Canyon, Seattle, with uh, Grand Canyon a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Tarleton State. Utah Valley, uh, I've got the Wolverines here at 2-1 uh, to one to win this conference tournament. The Wolverines, six-and-a-half-point favorites over the uh, Texans. And then uh, Utah Tech, Southern Utah. Todd Simon and the Thunderbirds, four-point favorites against Utah Tech. That's, I mean, I'm not impressed by this Utah Tech Trailblazers team. By the way, have you seen the mascot? It kind of looks like Bigfoot with horns. What the hell? As a trailblazer, how do you get a mascot that looks like that? <laughs> I, I do not know. I was watching the games on ESPN Plus last night. Our uh, own Ben Wilson, I believe, was on the call over at the WAC tournament last night. Wes, I'm going to focus on the last game here in the last uh, 30 seconds. Southern Utah, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah Tech. Todd Simon's team should be able to handle that number. You would think. Utah, yeah, Southern Utah, uh, second-best offensive team. Uh, they're a very quick-tempo team, 13th in the country. Yep. I think that they just have too many athletes for John Judkins, guys. All right, that wraps up uh, hour number two here on VSEN tonight. Thanks to Jim Root hanging around with us for a while. He had to run up to Victory Burger to eat, so we uh, let him out of the studio. We're going to talk Mountain West basketball and a lot more. We'll update you on the action going on when we come back here in a few minutes on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 